0: okay now off the record maybe you can ask me if there is one healthy recipe or like something that i want to share just to you know so that i share mine
1: (laughs) no i like you interviewing me i think we should keep it this way you ask me questions
0: Let's get started. Hi everyone. This is Elle and welcome to another episode of Fit and Flirty. We're really excited to be here again.
1: We are very excited indeed. This is Max as always speaking.
0: So how have you been? What have you been up to? Finally, it's Friday. Uh, I can't believe this is the end of the week. It's been a really crazy week for me and I'm so looking forward to the weekend.
1: The best day of the week, isn't it? I feel like when you wake up, you know in a few hours you are free from hell
0: yeah which is funny because i was like oh since it's friday this morning i overslept basically when i have a freaking 9 a.m meeting
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh god but did it uh, work out in the end or did you fuck it up
0: no it was okay i apologize obviously but it was fine it wasn't too bad so it's all good
1: i have a great strategy that has worked since day one of lockdown so Every time if I have an early meeting or if I would be late for whatever reason, uh, I always blame the internet, that the internet connection has been on and off and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, it works every time.
0: Usually I use that excuse when I don't want to turn my video on. So I'm like, sorry, guys, my connection is so poor that if I turn the video on, it will crash. And this is just so that I don't have to turn it on, basically yeah it's a well-deserved weekend i treated myself with uh, some peanut butter because i was like i just cannot resist temptation therefore i overate on peanut butter but hey sometimes you gotta treat yourself right
1: yeah i love that your friday treatment is peanut butter
0: well tell us about your friday treatment what do you do usually to uh, finish a week or like do you have any routines?
1: my routine now lately has been with work we have a quiz every friday so been doing that which is quite nice Because I started this new job during lockdown, so I haven't met them. So this is like the only time for socializing in an ish normal context. But yeah, I don't know. I've been having a few beers. I made some tacos.
0: Have you just made them for yourself or have you made them to eat with someone tonight?
1: No, I ate uh, solo. I made like a kilo of uh, tacos.
0: Okay, so I think you're making up for my peanut butter if you had so many tacos.
1: Well, I didn't have a kilo now. (laughs) I made a lot now that I can have later on.
0: Okay, then that's still not excusing my peanut butter indulgence, but I'll take it, it's fine.
1: No, you you deserve peanut butter. It's been um, a long week for you.
0: So let me just make it straight from the jar, which is one of the best pleasures, I think, in life.
1: Yes, peanut butter is the best. But do you get chubby from it? I thought it was quite uh, good for you.
0: Well, it's not that peanut butter is per se bad for you, and... By the way, I do not believe that there is any food that is bad for you as such. Some foods are considered to be healthier, some food are considered to be less healthy, and amongst the less healthy ones, obviously you can count foods that are heavily processed, foods that have been cooked in a certain way, but there is no such thing as bad food in that sense. Your diet should be balanced to make sure that you're getting all the right nutrients from different sources. So it's not about, this is how you lose weight. It's about nourishing your body. There is this famous quote, you are what you eat. The whole idea ultimately is that what you're eating is nourishment for you. So that's how you should be seeing food. You shouldn't be seeing food just as, oh, this is healthy. This is unhealthy. Oh, this is really bad for me. And I should be limiting my diet. This is not really a healthy way to approach food, I believe. Because ideally you would want to have that balance to give your body the right nutrients, like food is your fuel.
1: Yeah, you sound like my home science teacher back in junior high. So in Sweden we have a class, like in school, where you learn how to home cook. They teach you about nutrition and shit like that. Right. I get what you're saying is that, I mean, it's not bad to eat crisps or ice cream or whatever once in a while. I guess it's all, all about not doing it too often, like don't eat it every day.
0: Exactly. So you should be seeing food, like I said, as your fuel. So then you're saying, I'm going to eat the right things and I'm going to make sure that I eat enough vegetables, enough fruits, enough, I don't know, protein sources or even sources of carbohydrates that are good for me. I fuel my body correctly and also healthy fats. So going back to your question on peanut butter, is it healthy or not? Nuts and seeds are considered to be healthy fats. Therefore, they do give you certain nutrients that are also really important, like, you know, Some of them might give you omega-3, some of them might give you some sources of protein or of other, you know, really important elements for your diet and for your nutrition. Nonetheless, they're also very rich in calories. So overeating nuts or seeds can sometimes be counterproductive for someone who's maybe trying to watch their weight, because there is a big misconception between what is healthy as a food and what is considered to be low in calories because obviously there is a lot of foods that are praised for their nutritional and health benefits. A famous one is avocado. People would like, oh, I'm having like a really healthy diet. I'm eating like a lot of nuts and seeds and avocado and in my salads and whatever. Yeah, but you don't realize what maybe the nutritional value of those foods are. And therefore, even though they're healthy, that's maybe why you don't see yourself like losing weight.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, isn't it better though for people who's just eating crappy food to begin with, even if they're chubby or not? It's better to have, let's say, avocado in your salad than having crisps on the side. It's better to have a lot of good fats than a lot of bad fats, essentially.
0: For sure. So that's why, like I said, there is no food that should be demonized as such. It's good to give your body like a break and also some variety in that sense as well. And go on and do enjoy crisps. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Of course, if it becomes your main source of nutrients and all you're eating, that is not ideal because you're lacking other important macro and micronutrients like vitamins and things like that. So it's important to have a variety diet, but there's nothing wrong with eating like one thing or, or another. So when you start learning what is a natural craving dictated by your nutritional needs, and different from a craving that is dictated by boredom or just like the greedy side of it you know i'm talking out of pure experience and by no means i'm no dietitian or nutritionist but it's something that interests me and this is just how i approach food or try to approach it you know yeah and i think
1: from what we've heard clearly you're fairly involved you do think a lot about what you're eating and nutrition which is good i mean as you said it When you're aware that's how you can make changes even though you have evenings when you munch peanut butter so
0: i think this is a nice way obviously that kind of leads us to what the actual topic of today's episode is so we're going to be talking food in this episode so it's a foodie episode it's going to be a fun one as well so we won't just be preaching about healthy diet and nutrition we are still want to tackle this from both sides so one is the fitness side Uh, What are the diets? Have we been following? How do we eat? Do we have any healthy tips and tricks, any recipes to share? And the other element of that is back to dating. So when you're dating someone, you will be going out to restaurants or you will be inviting them over like for a dinner date. How do you approach that? What is our experience and uh, what would we uh, do in, in that sense? So starting from a fitness angle, have you been following any diets at any specific point in your time if you had a goal, I don't know, to maybe lose weight or, uh, you know, improve your overall fitness level?
1: Yeah, my God, Elle, I'm going to be the worst person ever for this part of the podcast, because to be fair, I've never followed any kinds of diets for my whole life. I've always been eating whatever I want. And, uh, you know, everything from good to bad, I, I overall, probably pretty like solid, pretty healthy. I Since I'm from Scandinavia, we eat a lot of fish, stuff like that. So I've always been eating quite good overall, but never followed like not eating rice, not eating pasta. It's always been the whole circle of food. But I went to the US for a while during my studies and um, I gained almost 10 kilos in (laughs) in a quite short amount of time. I think it was due to two reasons. It was... The first was that it was a food court where you could eat unlimited amount of food, which was amazing. We first had something called a waffle Tuesday. So we had a waffle every Tuesday. Then that waffle Tuesday turned into waffle of the day. (laughs) And we just continued to eat more and more and and combine that with a lot of drinking, a lot of beer. So yeah, I gained so much weight in, in a very short amount of time. It was fun, but also a bit of a struggle later on. But I did run a marathon when I was at the peak. I think I was up at 92 kilos. And you've seen me now. I'm maybe now I'm maybe 75. So, you know, it was <laughs> a bit more. Yeah, so that's 15 kilos less. 17 kilos. But with that said, I ran a marathon when I was 92 kilos, which is insane. I mean, I can just imagine running a marathon now with 17 milk packages on you. That would be not very nice. After that, I mean, for me at least, to lose that weight, it was all about input and output. You know, if I exercise, I can eat a bit more. If I don't exercise, I eat a bit less. So I adjusted my diet to my exercise. And I think that since this was back in 2015, for the last five years, I always had that In mind, if I haven't been running or haven't been to the gym, I will go for something lighter, like a salad or eggs, something like that. But if I've been on a run or I've been to the gym or really pushed it, I would eat a bit more. I think it's about making the portions a bit smaller. There was a guy who taught me that he had a rule that he would take like a handful of anything. So let's say you would have potatoes, you would have it so you can grab it in your hand. That would be the amount you would go for. and You wouldn't need more than that. Then you can mix it up with a few different things and drink a lot of water as well. And yeah, I think that's, you know, what I kept in mind. That and uh, we had uh, a doctor that came to the company that was just running tests to check your cholesterol and values overall. And uh, the values were good. I had very low of the bad cholesterol, but I had also very low of my good cholesterol and so he said funny enough that you mentioned avocados before he he told me you should eat more nuts and avocados <laughs> so since then i've been eating much more of that so yeah that's kind of what i've been sticking to and then having cheat days once in a while
0: that's very fair and i think it's it's good to give yourself physically and mentally a break from anything you're doing so Even if you're not following a diet, it's nice to go out once and like, just be enjoying, you know, a nice evening for the pleasure of it, you know, typically maybe on a regular day, you would not have like a main meal and a dessert. When you're going out to a restaurant, you're treating yourself and you're having dessert as well. So it's just nice to enjoy that moment. Yeah. But then you mentioned in the previous episodes that you've been doing a lot of juices and those are quite healthy, aren't they?
1: I hope so. Otherwise we are doomed.
0: (laughs) Do you have like a a special juicy recipes that you want to share with us?
1: Yeah, I've been doing (laughs) only one recipe. I'm a basic person that sticks to something for a long time and then I might change that up eventually, but... It's a very straightforward juice recipe that is cheap and it's very healthy. So this is a juice presser, so it really slices it down properly. If you put down your finger, it will disappear and you can drink it as well. But that's not part of my recipe. So it's ginger, carrot and beetroot. And then sometimes you can put in something else like broccoli. But those three ingredients are what I normally stick to. Do you like it? Uh, Do you like ginger? That stinging like... Oh, I think it's one of the best things in the world.
0: I love ginger as well, so I do understand where you're coming from. And how frequently do you drink them, though? Mm, yeah, let's say once a
1: day. It's a bit of a pain to clean up the machine. I think that's the only downside. And you get like a glass of it, so I try to have it for breakfast.
0: I'll still have to come over and you have to make juice for me, because I think now this is a big thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. I would love to make juice for
0: you. Cool. So talking of recipes and sharing like a few ideas with our listeners as well. If you were to recommend or suggest your favorite healthy recipe. So if, for example, you want to be good to yourself, what would you cook? Oh, it was
1: some wise man who once said that you should ask yourself the question, how do you feel after that? And you should feel, you know, light. And I think we all can relate to that feeling when you're like, oh, fuck, it feels so good. If you have pizza, sometimes you feel so full that you almost want to puke. But food that makes you feel really good afterwards. I think I've been mentioning salmon five times during the last 20 minutes, but I'm going to stick to that. I think salmon is probably the easiest and one of my favorite dishes. You can have it to anything. So I think that's the thing. I would probably put the salmon in the oven for 20 minutes and it will be solid every time.
0: And what do you have it with?
1: Uh, I think I would normally go for potatoes, which I would boil with a lot of dill. Do you know what dill is? Yes, yes. A lot of people have never heard of dill, by the way.
0: They use it a lot for pickles.
1: Oh, really? Have you ever had it with potatoes?
0: Uh, I'm not sure.
1: It's a very Swedish thing. It's absolutely divine. It's so nice. You boil it and you have that mixed in the water and you can have it on the side as well afterwards. And yeah, those two things, and then you mix some lemon sauce or similar, like some nice salad and broccoli, and oh, then you got heaven.
0: That sounds amazing. That sounds absolutely delish.
1: So, Elle, tell us, what would you normally eat? One of your favorite recipes. I don't care if it's healthy or not. What What would you normally do? Apart from peanut butter, obviously.
0: Yeah, which is not really a recipe. I mean, unless I have to describe how I put it on um, toasted rice cakes.
1: Oh God, that sounds so good.
0: By the way, are you more of a smooth or crunchy peanut butter person?
1: I don't care. I eat any peanut butters. I have a smooth period at the moment, but I can eat crunch as well. I think smooth normally lasts longer, but I really don't care. I think they both are really good. I feel like you are a crunchy one.
0: Yeah, so I love crunchy, but for spreading on toast or on rice cakes, smooth is just better. But I'm a crunchy person, definitely. I love the crunch.
1: Before you mentioned your favorite dish, I have a question or a recommendation if you haven't tried it before. You should try to have peanut butter with butter on, on a rice cake or anything. That's fine. And then you have a jam and a cheese.
0: So that's a lot of stuff on a rice cake.
1: Yeah, it's so good though. You can have it on a sandwich as well. It's the best cure, whatever. If When you have one of those moments, like you have now, after a long week, just smash it all on a rice cake and you will be in heaven.
0: Are you a peanut butter and banana person?
1: Yes. And oh, you can add that as well on it. 100%. Yeah.
0: Okay, so rice cake, butter, peanut butter, jam, cheese, banana, anything else? Chocolate chips?
1: (laughs) Probably would work as well, I'd say, yeah.
0: So uh, this has become like, you know, not a snack anymore, but it's a proper meal. But guys, feel free to try it. And if you have any peanut butter recipes, let us know. Uh, We're more than happy to add them to our collection. Going back to the question, though, and like to the point of like, what's my favorite recipe or go-to recipe? It's really hard to say, because like I go in periods, so there are moments of my life or like maybe a couple of months that I'm really into, I don't know, tomatoes, and then I'd be having tomatoes like all day every day. There are other moments where I'm like it's all about avocado and toast, or it's all about broccoli and green veggies. So it really depends. But recently, this is not a dinner recipe, it's more of a breakfast or you can also have it in the afternoon. So I do this homemade giant pancake. So it's instead of doing small ones, I just do a big one.
1: How big is it? Is it like a crepe or bigger?
0: It's the size of a crepe. So it's the size of the pan. It's like a pan crepe. It is thicker. Like it's not just as thin as a crepe. And it's a very simple recipe. And it's so delicious. And it's healthy as well because it's high in protein and, you know, in good fats. So what I do is I take 40 gram of porridge oats, I add 100 ml of liquid egg whites, then I add 50 gram of Greek yogurt, a little bit of baking soda and baking powder, say half a teaspoon each, a little bit of lemon juice, which is the rising agent that is going to react with the baking soda and the baking powder. If you want to add any flavoring, you can add like some vanilla or like some flavor drops or, you know, anything you'd fancy. I mix everything together. In the meantime, obviously, in a well-heated pan with a bit of olive oil to make sure that it doesn't stick. I pour the mixture in there. I cover with a lid. I let one side cook until obviously it has become a little bit uh, solid and it starts bubbling. And once the pancake is starting to lift from the sides of the pan, I use a ladle or... um,
1: Something to flip it with, some kitchen tool. We don't know the word for it, none of us.
0: Exactly. I flip it. I cover it with the lid again. I turn off the heat and I just let it rest there, covered, so that it's kind of cooking without burning, of course. And that's it. You can put some fresh fruits on top, some peanut butter, some chocolate, whatever you fancy to top it with. Uh, Sometimes I just do a mixture of Greek yogurt with some cocoa powder or cocoa nibs or cinnamon, whatever you want to flavor it with. And I cover it on top. So you have like this nice cream. And I'm telling you, it's absolutely dreamy.
1: Mm, Jump, 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 jump. How long does it take to do this? It was a lot of ingredients.
0: 10 minutes max from weighing the ingredients to eating the pancake. So quick, easy and healthy as well, because there is no sugar, no butter. Try it and you will not regret it.
1: Yeah, it sounds very yummy, I have to say. I'm very tempted to get them.
0: Instead of egg whites, you can use flax seeds. And then all you need is to dilute them in a little bit of water. So they can make up for uh, eggs or egg whites.
1: Yeah. Speak of eggs, by the way, and nutrition. So that's probably my go-to on a normal basis. So I did some calculation and I eat on average maybe 12 eggs per week. Yeah, I did some calculation before and I eat roughly 576 eggs per year.
0: I don't know. I mean, I know eggs are frequently blamed for high cholesterol. But yeah,
1: fuck it. I mean, eggs are so cheap and it's very good and it's a lot of protein. So I'm going to stick to that and maybe I will curse at myself in a few years when I get my first heart attack. Who knows?
0: I like how you're saying your first heart attack. I really hope that it's not going to happen.
1: Time will tell.
0: over to the next topic so well when it comes to dating and you know eating out and like food sharing and foodie options
1: yeah which is i mean i'm not sure about you but for me dating and eating that goes hand in hand because you can't just have drinks all the time when you date it's normally correlated with food at least for me
0: of course for sure i think right now all i've been doing is having picnics because obviously that's all that we can really do as we're still in lockdown no dinner dates are allowed, restaurants are still closed, you can't go to someone's place.
1: Yeah, you're a bit limited, yeah.
0: I've been having a lot of picnics. I recently had one this week. It's been quite interesting. When it was a lovely picnic in the end.
1: Oh, And who did you go with?
0: So I uh, went with this guy from the dating app that I mentioned in last episodes, saying that I was terrified, but also very curious of meeting him.
1: Oh yeah, the man, the myth, the legend.
0: So that was cool. But now transitioning to food and dating, what do you usually do? Like, Because you were saying, obviously, it's not just drinking when you're going on dates, but you need to add some food in there. So what would your go-to dinner date be?
1: I think it depends on the person, really. Because food doesn't need to be so serious either. I mean, we all have to eat, right? So... What I prefer is especially like when it's getting a bit warmer outside I mean, you can go to some kind of food market and you can have a bit of food that you share. You can eat with your hands and you can try a bit of different things whilst you're having drinks. It's a good way. It's a nice transition during the day to not just be sitting there having an awkward drink in front of you and say, hi, how are you? What do you do for a living? It can become quite awkward, right? So it's it's always good to have a few distractions That you not just focus 100% on each other, that you enjoy each other's company whilst you're doing something else. And food is a perfect thing to do, I'd
0: say. It's funny because in my case, I think when you are in a more intimate setting, like a restaurant, a lounge bar, a cocktail bar where you're having some nibbles, you can really focus on the other person because there are less distractions potentially around you. Whereas if you're in a food market, you know, the time that you both choose what you want to have, of course, you can try different things and potentially share things with each other. But I would find that there is a lot of distractions in, in that context. So I would think this is more maybe appropriate either for a very first date when you don't know that person and maybe, you know, you're feeling uncomfortable. So it's a nice way of avoiding awkward silences because you can both look around and so on. Or for a date where you're already really comfortable with that person, because then you don't really mind, even if there's some distractions, because you already know the person, so you don't need to focus on them as much. Whereas I think if you're really keen on getting to know the person and like discovering about each other and having a bit of a chat to get to know each other more, I personally think that a bit of a quieter setting that is a bit more intimate, maybe with some nice ambience and atmosphere is more appropriate.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the person. And I mean, I would probably never go for like a full-on like activity evening, which it, a food court would be. You would be there for a while. You wouldn't do that with a girl that you are... Let's say it would be a catfish. That would be such a failure. Then you would waste your whole evening on something that you know wouldn't lead anywhere. As you said, probably the first encounter. And if you haven't seen them in real life, probably be like a very casual drink somewhere where you haven't set plans for the whole evening, where it's like literally... A drink and then you can be kind of oh oh sorry thank you for so much for tonight yeah I gotta go up early tomorrow blah 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 you can always make up some excuse or you will get rejected yourself who knows but then you give her the option for that as well it's less pressure but let's say you met them as you said like a few times then I'd say food court or yes nibbles I think nibbles you can always go for especially after a while if you've seen them there I mean most places offer food as well
0: 100% agree so Personally, what I would do, and maybe what I would recommend based on my experience is if you've met the person, for example, on a dating app, then I would personally never go out for dinner with them on a first date. I would first meet them for a drink because I can use the dinner as an excuse to leave. Like, oh, sorry, like, you know, I'm getting really hungry. I gotta go. Lovely to see you. Goodbye. Maybe it's just an excuse to just run away. Or on the other hand, if the date is going really well, then you could be like, hey, we've been having a great time. How about we grab something to eat? So I would never agree on a dinner date as a first date because I want to have a way out. But then for a second or a third date, probably I would rather go to a place that is a bit more intimate, like I was saying, because that's how you get to know them better when you're having this one-to-one conversations.
1: Well, I agree, but I also disagree. I think you can have an intimate conversation anyway. I think you can have an intimate conversation, even if you, especially if you walk around, because if you are sick, you can get a bit sleepy and unfocused for that reason. But if you walk around, it can stimulate and keeps you, maybe that's just how I work. I have a hard time to sit still for a long time. I always move. So it's nice to walk. It makes me listen better and, you know, take in things. But, uh, so. I think it depends, you know. There's not it's not like a secret ingredient. I have a few uh two of two really close friends here. They they met on an app and they the first encounter they had with each other was over brunch. Can you believe that they never met each other before and they had like a full on brunch. And she thought it he suggested it and she thought it was a bit weird. Like we said like I haven't met this guy. But she went for it and it's uh, yeah. Four years later, they are still together and, yeah, they live with each other and are very, very happy. So with that said, you can go for brunch and it will be fine. You can also go for dinner and it will be fine. You can also pick up an ice cream from the street and eat it and it will be fine.
0: I mean, if it's meant to be, it will be. No matter what food you're eating, that food is going to bond you for life. Yeah,
1: I mean, El, you're Italian, so you know that food is the language of love.
0: Of course.
1: Come on, I was waiting for this. I was a bit shocked there. I thought you were going to say that you always eat with people.
0: No, but I like eating with people. But like I said, I like having my way out if I don't like my date. And therefore, the first time I would never agree on a dinner date, because if I don't like them... I want to have the option to be able to leave. Speak
1: of dinner date. So you had a dinner date earlier this week.
0: That was the picnic, yeah.
1: Yeah. So would you say picnic is technically dinner? Like if you eat it in the evening, so picnic is definitely dinner.
0: I think picnic was the right balance between the two because it is intimate because it was just obviously the two of us and obviously you're sharing food. But it's keeping it quite casual. Like, you know, you can have a few nibbles, and then if you don't enjoy your date, you can just say, okay, thanks, bye. Like, it's not tying you to a table for the next three hours because you have to wait for the waiter to bring you the bill, right? So, I think there is, I think there is, it's a very nice thing to do. And I would encourage everyone to go on picnics with their dates, even when lockdown will be over potentially, because I think it's really nice.
1: Was it him or was it you who made the food? And what was it?
0: Some of it he bought, some of it he made. What he made was a Greek salad, amazing, and homemade tzatziki.
1: Nice. It sounds very yummy.
0: I love how you say yummy when it's yummy, but it's okay. What's the difference? That's what I'm saying. No, you're saying yummy, not yummy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yummy. But it should be yummy. 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 Like yummy. Yeah.
1: Not yummy. Jump, jump. You spell it Jummy. Y-M-M-Y,
0: right? Jummy. You say Yummy because it's Y, not J.
1: <laughs> you know, L. you can try to change me, but you will never succeed changing how I say Jummy. I'm sticking to Jummy.
0: Okay, well, whatever works for you. So, but if you were to invite someone over for dinner, though, what would you cook for them? Please don't tell me it's salmon with potatoes and dill.
1: I probably would do that to be fair, but um, I have like a puree dish. So I would probably do, I have a chicken recipe in the oven as well. It's very nice. You put the chicken and you mix that with white vine vinegar and olive oil. You throw the chicken in there and then you put in some pressed garlic and some soy sauce and tons of salt and pepper. You mix it all up. The longer you have it in this sauce, the tastier it's going to be. So essentially you're marinating it before. You can put it in uh, the fridge for a few hours. That's perfect. And then, oh, the most important thing, thyme. Is that how you say it? Thyme. Yeah, thyme. Thyme, yeah. This time it's
0: thyme.
1: (laughs) This time it's thyme. So yeah, uh, and then you throw it into the oven for roughly 25 minutes and boom, you have yourself some badass chicken. You can make some chicken really, really good. And that's only after 25 minutes. I feel like I'm always doing a parade sauce, which is fraîche and press some garlic in there and some uh, lemon. And then you take off the lemon shell as well. What do you call it when you use uh, this kind of uh, shell?
0: So you peel the lemon zest or just use some lemon zest?
1: Yeah, or lemon skin. You rip it up. I don't, I'm not sure what it's called. Slice it or something into the sauce and you mix it up.
0: Okay, I think I'm glad we're not doing a cooking podcast because that would be absolutely disastrous.
1: Yeah, and these are my two recipes I know, so it would will...
0: Not because of that, it's not because the recipes, because the recipes are amazing, but it's just because we are lacking all the vocabulary to be able to describe
1: the recipe. Yeah, we sound like two retards, but it's fine. So yeah, I've looked it up now, so it's called grater. So I use a grater to take off the lemon skin and also press down half a lemon in the sauce and then the pepper, salt, mix it all up and you put it in the fridge over the night and then you're going to have a really tasty sauce. It's a lot of garlic in everything I cook, but I think it's such a nice flavor.
0: So that sounds really yummy, (laughs) to use your own words. So I will either try it or I will find a way for you to invite me over and cook that amazing chicken for me. Yes, let's. I do think that there is something special to the fact that someone is cooking for you. Personally, I find like a man who can cook for you so sexy, like, you know, because Usually it's always the woman, is the one, like when a man is like, don't worry, I'll pour you a glass of wine and I'll make you dinner. I'm like, yes, please. Like, I mean, I'm already, I'm already there. For me, that's foreplay. Where is that coming
1: from though? I mean, it's just funny how stereotypical it is because you're absolutely right. Most of the time it's always the woman who's cooking and the man is kind of doing other stuff, but it's kind of funny how something that is not normal is attractive, right? because you're outside the stereotypical way of being. Is it maybe the fact that like a man can take care of himself and he's handy? You can see that he can take care of you as well.
0: I think that's exactly what it is. And I think it's the fact that he's somewhat surprising you, like you were saying, out of the stereotypical gender roles. I don't know, maybe it's because I have always been for gender equality. And I'm not just talking about female emancipation. When I'm talking about gender equality, I'm not referring to the fact that women should be doing the same thing that men do, but it's also the other ground. Men should be doing the same thing that women do, obviously provided that there are certain limitations that are biologically driven. So let's say a heterosexual couple, I don't see why it should be the woman who's doing the traditionally female-associated jobs in the flat and doing the laundry, the cooking, the this and the that, whereas the man is just the one who's going to work, coming home, Pouring himself a beer. Do you
1: know what I think it also is? I think it's the fact that the man puts in some effort. In Sweden, it's much more normal. Like men would cook, women would do the dishes or vice versa. Whereas here in the UK, I'd say it's more overall typical that the woman is in the kitchen and the lad is sitting having his beer.
0: I agree. And in it, it's very similar. But things are changing, of course. You know, there is more balance, if you want, in the genders. The reason I probably find it sexy, because like you were saying, is it kind of shows that the man can take care of you. First of all, he's taking charge. He's taking the lead in something that is technically speaking, in inverted Thomas. stereotypically saying, right? So historically speaking is a women's territory. So the fact that a man goes in there like once and is like, Now I'm going to do the cooking, is like, wow, he's invading my territory. So it's kind of like you almost feel challenged.
1: Maybe a better way of saying it is entering your field, your domain.
0: Yes, he's entering my domain.
1: But he has a visa and it's all good.
0: He has a visa. I gave him permission. And it's funny because I usually, I'm a bit of a control freak
1: in the kitchen. Really? I am not surprised.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'm a bit of a control freak in life, but that's a different story. But that's the whole point, right? So... When I'm in the kitchen, if I'm cooking, I like to be the one in charge. And I love to cook for other people. And that's why, because I want to put all the passion in there and all the love and surprise them with something that is delicious and that they're going to enjoy a nice meal. That's why I'm like, okay, let me deal with it. But once a man is entering my field and he's saying, let me do the job, I'm going to pour you a nice glass of, say, red wine. And you're like, okay, so let me sit back and let me enjoy
1: If he can act like the host, I guess, and kind of take control of the situation and create a nice vibe and still deliver food and etc. As a man speaking and hosting, I think it's so nice. I hate cooking for myself, but cooking for others, regardless if it's a date or not, it's so you know, rewarding, which is not something we talk about.
0: And I 100% agree with that. I love cooking for someone else. But then on top of this, like I said, if a man is doing this for me, imagine the poetry of me sitting on the couch or wherever I'll be sitting. I can also be sitting on the kitchen counter for what that matters.
1: A lot of sitting is going on.
0: I want to relax and enjoy the show.
1: (laughs) I'm just teasing. Yeah, you can't just stand there.
0: So sitting on wherever I want to be sitting, I'll have my glass of wine because I have just decided that he's going to pour me a glass of wine. That's what I've determined.
1: White or red, it doesn't matter. You need to pour your wine.
0: And then the food comes and you're like, this is amazing. As I said, foreplay, the perfect kind of foreplay.
1: That's what I'm saying. We should go on dates and have food because it makes such a difference.
0: It's also very intimate. When you're sharing food with someone, like especially when it sometimes nibbles and you're deciding what to do, I think it's a very intimate process as well. Maybe it's because I'm lost in my own thoughts right now. But I am portraying something so sexual now when it comes to dates and food. The next thing I know that I'm imagining is a man cooking just dressed in an apron and nothing else.
1: Is this the kind of porn you're looking at?
0: We might have gone a bit too far. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. The biggest search item on my um, porn website is hashtag food porn.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, God. It has different meanings in, uh, for different people.
0: Exactly. Whatever turns you on.
1: Fair enough. You go, girl.
0: Shall we play a quick game just to close off?
1: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it.
0: So since we've been talking, obviously, food and dates and everything, we changed the game from uh, last time. So we have a new one that is uh, relating to food. And it's pay your leave. So the idea is that we're going to each be asking the other person a question that is related, obviously, to dating. And the other person will have to say whether they pay the bill and stay until the end or leave. Just thank them for the lovely company, but see you never. So pay or leave. If you're on a date with a girl and she orders a salad whilst you're getting, I don't know, a burger with fries And she says she's okay, but then she's eating all of your fries. Pay or leave?
1: Pay. To be fair, she just had a salad, so she will probably be quite hungry. And uh, food is for sharing. Okay. When the date gets involved in what you're choosing and is questioning things, pay or leave?
0: Probably leave. Because if I'm on a date, I want to enjoy myself and I don't want to feel judged for whatever I'm choosing. It should be a moment that you're both enjoying It's okay to confront each other. What are you having? What am I having? But if I'm feeling judged, like, no, that's not the point. I'm on a dinner date. I want to enjoy it.
1: Okay, fair. I'm going to add in, if she's suggesting something, like, oh, that's so good. You should try that instead. Even if she was super negative about my first choice, I would probably say pay. But if she's questioning my decision, I would leave.
0: So if you go on a date and you find out that the person is a vegan, would you pay or leave?
1: Pay. I wouldn't care. Like, she eats whatever she wants.
0: Would you be able to be with a vegan, though, in the long run, considering you're eating a lot of eggs and chicken
1: and salmon? I dated a Muslim who was just eating a very strict halal, and that was no issue whatsoever. You're a bit limited sometimes, but as long as they don't make it my problem, I have no issue with it whatsoever. So if you're out eating, and when the waiter comes up and asks if you want to see the dessert menu as well, and he says no, pay or leave.
0: Uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> Who would say no to the dessert menu? Come on, please, leave.
1: Maybe you have a movie to catch.
0: Yeah, but then I want him to buy me ice cream at the movies. I mean, if I say no, thanks, I'm good, but he should be checking in and say, would you like some, shall we share some?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a bus killer here. Yeah.
0: Okay, so a last one from me. If you're on a date and she doesn't want a tip, would you pay your leave?
1: Pay. I mean, let's say it's been really shitty service and, I mean, some places are bad and, um, you know, be honest, like, I don't really care. Like, I would probably tip anyways. So, if your date is slurping his food, pay or leave?
0: Leave. Oh my god, leave.
1: (laughs) Even if it's, like, a really hot...
0: Yeah, no, this is... no. No. It would be embarrassing, it would just be, like, almost disgusting. Like, why Why would you make all those noises when you eat? Like, I don't need to hear you eat, I'm already watching you eat.
1: I think some slurping is not bad, we need more slurping in the world.
0: To finish on a final note, just a curiosity. A guy should pay on a first date, or do you think the bill should be split?
1: Um, uh, I think it's a nice gesture. As a man, maybe I've been in abroad for too long because this will be quite controversial in Sweden because then you would split, like it's a no-brainer. I think it's a nice gesture to do it and then, you know, over time, maybe she would pay for the next round, you know. But I think the first time, yeah, I think a guy should pay. I think it's nice when she offers, like, oh no, let me take it, but then you can fight a bit about the bill, but that you take it. It's kind of like what you mentioned about him making food for you. It's nice to, you know, treat and put in a bit of effort. So yes. The guy should pay the the bill the first time.
0: I 100% agree. I think it's very chivalrous of a man to pay, especially considering that girls invest a lot of money in things that you don't even know, you don't even see. The makeup, it's all the prep, it's all the clothes. Obviously, if you go for drinks first and then for dinner and the guy has paid for the drinks, I'm happy to split the bill at dinner. However, I think it's just a nice gesture on the first date for a guy to be paying... In the long run, of course, I am more than willing and, and happy to pay. But I think it's just a nice thing to do, you
1: know, just... Yeah, and I, I think it depends on the girls. Some girls will be like, no, no, let's split it. They cannot accept anything else. At the same time, maybe they'd want to feel like they are obliged to do something more. They don't want to feel like they owe me something. Whereas a, a lot of English girls have dated. They've been very, like, been almost angry if I don't just take the bill. Like, I should go for the bill. I think it's different cultures and mindsets about...
0: For sure. And I agree with you. I think it depends. It's always nice to offer to split if the guy's like, oh, let me take this. It's like, are you sure? Like, and just to offer, we can split. But I think, you know, as the guy on the first date, it would just be nice if you were to be like, no, no, don't worry. And you'll not take next one. Anyway, on this note, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this foodie episode and hopefully it gave you some inspiration for recipes. Other than that, follow us on Instagram at Fit and Pod. Share with your friends, colleagues, with whoever you think could have a good time listening. Or a bad time.
1: Share it with your enemies if you hated it or share it with your beloved ones if you loved it. Enjoy
0: your food and... Indulge into your peanut butter.
1: Embrace your inner peanut spirit. Or if you're allergic, go for the chicken. Or if you're a vegetarian, go for the halloumi. Or whatever whatever your inner inner peanut spirit
0: and just embrace your almond butter period.
1: All right, take it easy guys, have a good one.
0: Bye everyone, bye.